Marcus Marcus controls the power and wealth of a vast military and religious empire. Yet one horrific crime threatens to destroy everything in his world. Arrowed by drugs and grief, Marcus Marcus begins a trans-dimensional journey that will ultimately force him to confront a dark and devastating truth. Chapter 9 A Good Place to Finish I dozed off in a great padded chair and the darkness and warmth of the dream gave me a sense of peacefulness and security. I felt for a moment a comfort as boundless and uncompromised as that of an infant resting against the breast of its mother. But even as I slept, I experienced an awareness that something had caused me pain. No great agony as such, but a bite or jab, perhaps, in the side of my neck. The momentary discomfort soon vanished, but the dream was beginning to fade from me. As I slipped softly across the no-man's land, separating dreams from reality, my body remained swaddled in heat, yet my face felt cold. Soon enough, a harsh iciness pinched my cheeks and nose and roused me into wakefulness. I gasped, and a thin white vapour rose ghost-like from my mouth. I looked around, saw other plumes of exhalation spilling out of other mouths. Stars, I hissed. It's cold. About me, fur-swaddled figures shuffled slowly, like bison in the middle of a winter storm. When? I spluttered. How? Your Excellency slept when we flew by electro-dart. I turned to look at the security guard who had fetched me drugs in my royal quarter. I had lunch, I asked, still trying to pull together threads of facts that I could weave into some form of understanding. Yes, Your Excellency. I fucked somebody in the face. Before lunch, Your Excellency, in the merchant's temple, it was very beautiful to behold. Where am I now? At your last engagement, Your Excellency. Understanding slowly dawned, but thick strands of confusion were still floating through my mind, momentarily blocking my view of reality. Before the guard could explain more, another fur-clad figure walked up to my side and put an arm around my waist. I looked at the thickly gloved hand that rested on my hip with an easy familiarity. We're here, Marcus, my companion said, her voice filled with happiness and expectation. I smiled as a great sense of lightness and joy filled my belly. Suddenly free of all worry and all responsibility, I turned to face the woman and started back. 
something was wrong. Whoever this imposter was, she was not my wife. The face before me was handsome and strong-boned, and the strands of hair peeping out from her hood held a golden sheen. Her expression shifted from delight to concern. Are you okay, Marcus? She said, a flash of anger in her eyes. Another far-fattened figure appeared before me. Iftik, I gasped. What's happening? Who is this fucking woman with her hand on me? My vizier smiled as he tried to assure me that all was well. Your Excellency is suffering side effects from the journey and the adrenaline shot you were given a few minutes ago. Iftek's use of my honorific alerted me to the public nature of our conversation and I managed to calm down a little. I looked again at the woman now glaring at me and recognised her at last. Gath, I said, I apologise, I was confused. My royal companion removed her hand from my hip and turned away. Ifdeck gave me a nod, whispered, A moment, Mr Marcus, and turned to join my erstwhile fiancé. A close inspection showed me that my court and I were surrounded by thick curtains that emitted a faint reek of animal fat. Somewhere in the mass of fur-clad bodies, I heard a nasally southern glake voice complain, What a stench! And another added with a laugh, Have they never heard of dry cleaners? (laughs) To me, the stench had a warmth to it, and a welcome, for I knew now where I was. Looking up, I saw further proof that I had guessed correctly. The only ceiling this place had was a great expanse of millions upon millions of stars. Such a view of the galaxy can rarely be seen nowadays, suffocated as it is in the blear of neon. But in this place, neon is almost unheard of. The only light permissible outside being that which illumines the path before but bends humble below the stars above. As I gazed at the night sky, pride swelled within me, warming my limbs and bones like a dark and thick wine. In my youth I had traversed that night sky, endured much, and returned in triumph. Yet even as pride coursed dark and strong through me, my heart was stabbed with a sorrow as white and sharp as the point of a star. For I had suffered much out there in the distant, immeasurable universe, suffered much and lost so much more. I pawed the freezing tears from my eyes and saw that the enclosure now only contained myself and my vizier. 
Your court is out front, Mr. Marcus, as is your royal companion. As he spoke, I heard the ceremony beginning. Guns crackled like storm waves against a stony shore. Lambert drums boomed like cannons. Voices rose in screams and roars and eerie ululations, as if the foulest of demons had been released from the realm of Melchorisha. My heart beat quick. Blood pounded through me, swifter than sadness, infusing me once more with the elixir of pride and power. As we walked to the opening, all doubts and regrets vanished. I was filled with optimism and hope for the future. I even, for one giddy moment, recalled the gift I had considered giving Ifdeck. This is a good place to finish Ifdeck, I roared. No better. But before I could say any more, the thick animal hide curtains parted, and we stepped out to the long podium. I began to recite the prayer of Father Bear, but my loyal and true subjects would have none of it. For here in the northern marches, I too was honoured as a warrior king. None would defy me, nor disobey me, but nor would they kowtow before me or offer me false praise. And if the warriors wanted to speak, they did so, without hesitation, and the king must listen. So I laughed, and bowed my head to the hundreds of thousands before me, to let them know that I was content to listen. The drums fell silent, as did the guns and the cries and the roars. Then, in unison, the people of the north called out one word, over and over, boomed and blasted it off the surrounding hills, shaking snow from mountain slopes and cracking ice on the rivers, and that one word repeated over and over was Marcus. It was, as Ifdeck had foreseen, the perfect ending to my anniversary celebration. Marcus. 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 Thank you for listening to Chapter 9 of the Marcus Marcus story. Mind tell all your friends, family and ancient enemies all about the podcast. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the story. You can follow me on Twitter at HaveringRab, uh, on Instagram at Celtic Tales Galway or you can check out my website Rab Fulton stories dot weebly dot com